All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. Mandatory minicamp getting going for the Bills today. Was going to talk about a few different storylines, but you know what? Then I figured we'd be jumping around a little bit too much. Probably an abbreviated podcast today anyway. I'm going to focus on one position in particular, and that is cornerback two. Now, before we get into that, friendly reminder, Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, of course, brought to you by our buddies over at homage.com. Big shout out to to them, and it just, uh, again, they continue to expand their line. I know a lot of you are getting geared up for the season. I am myself um, with plenty of great Bills gear. Got my Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, NFL Jam t-shirt on as we speak. One of my favorites, and you can check it out in the show notes right here. Now, get, let's talk about cornerback two. Because I think a lot of times when we talk about training camp, right, there's going to be conversation around right guard, Ryan Bates, Osiris Torrance. Totally get that. Who's going to replace Tremaine Edmonds? Is it going to be Terrell Dodson? Is it going to be Terrell Bernard? Dorian Williams, does he have a chance to do something here? Is A.J. Klein a bit of a dark horse? We will certainly see. What the rotation shapes out to be when it comes to wide receiver? Yeah, we'll be keeping an eye on that too. But most notable right now, in my mind, is cornerback two. And it will continue to be that, I guess you will say, until um, maybe until Kyir Elam is named the starter for the Buffalo Bills. And I don't say that that is the hands down suggestion. I think the comments from Brandon Bean prove otherwise in at least the playing time from last season. But I mean, if this wants to go away as a storyline, it goes away if Kyir Elam is your starting cornerback to opposite of Tredavious White. And when I say starter, I mean like starter in playing the overwhelming majority of the snaps, right? We know last year in many situations, it was Elam and either him and Christian Benford or him and Dane Jackson kind of doing this 50-50 split throughout the season. But I would say, you know, if Kyer Elam is going to kind of solidify himself as the first round draft pick that he was and a starter for the Buffalo Bills, we're probably talking about him playing 70% or higher percent of the defensive snaps for, for the team. Now, I think in many scenarios, right, you'll look at things and just say, well, there's an expectation when you draft someone in the first round, when you trade up to get that player in the first round, that they will step in and be a contributor from day one. Now, the one situation where we have certainly seen that the most for the Bills was with Tremaine Edmonds, who's now with the Chicago Bears. In other situations, it's been a little bit more of, hey, if you're a first-round draft pick, you've got to you've got to earn this. I mean, heck, even Josh Allen wasn't a day-one starter for, for the team. Granted, it only took one half of football for that to come about. Um, we remember Ed Oliver kind of having some ups and downs with playing time during his rookie season uh, here in Buffalo. You know, and you kind of fast forward a little bit. I mean, Gregory Rousseau on a timeshare. I mean, I I guess what I'm trying to say is, right, the groundwork has been laid that a first-round draft pick does not just come into Buffalo and immediately be placed into the starting lineup. I get that. Last year, for me, the part that was a little bit concerning – and I say concerning, right? It just seemed that the Bills were setting a message, especially in you know week one last year. You've got Elam 
and a timeshare with Christian Benford, but they gave Benford the start, right? Dane Jackson was playing 100% of the snaps, and it was Benford and Elam going back and forth with that timeshare, actually with Benford playing more snaps than, than Elam did, right? 39 to 30 in that week one game, the victory over the Rams. And I say that because, right, if, if the Bills were going to um, play politics, I guess, a little bit, even if they're going to be splitting time, you could look at things and say, okay, we'll have Elam on the field first, then we'll, you know, after a, a, you know, a few sets, we'll, we'll bring in Benford, then we'll go back to Elam. You know, if they're doing this rotation, that's fine. But they made the decision to start the sixth-round rookie over the first-round rookie. And, you know, for someone who is meticulous as Sean McDermott, that has to be intentional. That is not just something that is done um, just happenstance or, you know, oh, I, I can't even think of a reason of just why that would would just happen, so to speak. So when you think about that and when you think for the team and you look at Kyrie Elam, he says all the right things in the press. You see him active in the community. You see him at... Sabres games and Bandits games and going to see Jesse Pagula play tennis with Deion Dawkins. Like everything that he does from the outside looks right. Even when you talk about his play, you know, the only game that really stood out to me that I think if there was any questions is, you know, he got picked on a little bit uh, against the Steelers, which granted was a, what was it, a 38 to 3 victory in week five last season. So, you know, I take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. But you, you just look at things and you think to yourself, okay, what is it that Elam is not doing to solidify himself as the starter, right? Based on the investment, even if like, hey, and this is my words, not what the team has said. If it's a toss-up, and if it's a little bit of a toss-up of just like, oh, is it going to be Elam? Is it going to be Benford? Well, one guy's a first-round draft pick that you traded up for. You make that type of investment. If it's me, I'm putting him on the field and giving him the chance to be successful. Now, if he lets me down, that's a different scenario. That's a different conversation that we have here. But that doesn't seem to be the case that we're talking about. So I just sit here and I scratch my head a little bit, right? Even to the fact where the Bills did bring Dane Jackson back as a free agent this year. Okay, now you basically have a three-person competition for cornerback two across from Tredavious White. Certainly, there's no issue with depth, right? And for, for Trey White, everyone is expecting him to, to be even better than he was during the 2022 season when he came back from the injury. But then the team even signs Cameron Dantzler, right, a former third-round pick, bringing him into the mix where you just think to yourself like, okay, what what exactly is the plan here at cornerback two? Because that's a lot of guys to work into a competition, a lot of guys to have as part of this rotation. And what is that going to mean in Buffalo? I don't know. And, you know, I think this is one of those scenarios that we can look at. And um, I hold Brandon Bean on a pedestal. I know many Buffalo Bills fans do. But if if not even to if this is a whiff on a first round pick of Kair Elam, which it's way too early to tell, and I hope that is not the case, to draft him, to trade up to get him, and to either start 
again, a sixth-round pick or a seventh-round pick over him. And granted, we've seen Christian Benford do some nice things. We've seen Dane Jackson do some nice things. But I do not look at either of these two players and say, oh, there's the athleticism or there is the upside that, you know, if if I'm rolling the dice, it is clear-cut that Kyrie Ilham should be cornerback too. But I'm not in the meeting rooms. I'm not at practice. I follow things in different accounts and beat reporters on Twitter. I read the articles. I do the same things that all of you do. So there's so much that comes from a speculation with it that I get, and I think many of you are in the same position. But for me, I, for the life of me, I just cannot figure this out. And I don't want to make it sound like more dramatic than it needs to be. That's not the case at all. But almost to the extent where it all kind of bothers me a little bit. Like again, so either Kair Elam, what is not taking place there? And we've seen some of the splash plays on defense. Like I said, with the exception of the Pittsburgh game, the only one that stood out as a negative to me. Dane Jackson, I mean, there have certainly been games where, you know, again, you, you accept the player that he is as a seventh-round draft pick, and, you know, you think the season before and when he's getting called up from the practice squad and filling in in spot duty for Levi Wallace and performing admirably, I'm good with it, and I'm happy with it, and I think that's great. But I, I look at him as a person that provides depth for you and probably to another extent the same thing with Christian Benford is there had been so much of the conversation is this a player that is better suited to make the shift to safety and be an eventual eventual uh, replacement for Micah Hyde or for Jordan Poyer um, I don't see that being the case as much now either so when we talk about storylines heading into training camp to me there's none that is any bigger than this one right here Right There's some players that might get traded. There's some other competitions that I mentioned earlier in the podcast. But to me, this is number one on the list. And uh, again, I think it's going to continue to be a story. And there will continue to be a lot of questions asked unless Kair Elam ends up being that starter for the Bills. So I would love to get your thoughts on this. Um, many of you follow me on Twitter. If you uh, have not connected with me there, hit me up at Ant Marino at any time. Um, would love to get your thoughts on what you think of the cornerback two um, situation and what's taking place here. So let me know your thoughts. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. That means so much to us here to know that you guys are listening so you get all of our great shows here at buffalorumblings.com. Make sure you do the same thing on the vidcast side. So many great things taking place on the YouTube channel. Appreciate you guys. I appreciate everyone at homage.com for their support. I'm going to get out of here for now. But as always, go Bills.